Hello and welcome to episode number 73 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Hey Val, doing well tonight. And the man, the myth, the legend, Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR, how are you? I'm doing super. That's awesome. Great to be with you guys again. Got a good show today. We're going to talk about, discuss the 1996 Burning Rubber set. It was uh, 25th anniversary of memorabilia cards. Talking about some eBay auctions as well. And then we have a big F1 race coming up this weekend. But first, let's thank our sponsors, Panini America, and our seasonal sponsor, Greenway Press. Uh, F1, let's go over there. We got a big race coming up. There's only two races left. The next one is Sunday, December 5th at 1230 p.m. That is the Grand Prix of Saudi Arabia. So we have Lewis Hamilton, minus eight, behind Max Verstappen. So he's going to get really close, and Mercedes is already boasting about their uh, secret weapon there. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for Lewis Hamilton to probably win this race too. He'll probably he'll probably be on the pole. He'll probably lead every lap and he'll probably win the race and Max Verstappen will be probably second, which means going into the last race they're going to be pretty much virtually tied. That would be <laughs> that would be a nail biter. And then if you're the Red Bull racing team you know, you got nothing for him if that happens. So we'll see, you know, all they can do is look and watch and, and hope for something. I don't know, but we'll, we will see uh, if that happens. So. Yeah. The uh, Mercedes team has found something with the engine that's, that's making it just, just giving them just that extra boost of horsepower to, to stay ahead of, uh, you know, of everybody, especially Max for stopping. And I think they're doing something to the wing too, but according to F1, it's it's legal. So we'll just see how this one goes. Well, you know, actually, I just thought about that. There's an extra week in there now, so you know, we'll see if Red Bull is able to, you know, find something in that extra week. Well, if they've got something in their back pocket, now's the time to use it. I mean, they're so close, both of them, to the championship. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to. These last two races, and it's a night race too. So, mm-hmm. it's so hot over there. I guess you know, having at night's going to really help out. So, anything else on F one, gentlemen? We'll move on. No, I mean, I, I will say something real quick about F one and, and Tops. Tops has some uh, Tops now Formula One cards out there for sale. Uh, they'll probably by the time this thing drops this episode drops there'll probably be a few hours left so you might want to go out there and check out tops now yeah some of them have been uh pretty interesting but i haven't been checking out the print runs but i'm definitely eyeing you know whoever wins that championship to um because if if lewis wins you'll have his record-breaking eighth championship or if you have max winning you have him his first championship so I'll probably be all in for for that definitely, but yeah. Oh, but uh, <clears throat> it, it, an interesting tidbit, real quick on Max Verstappen. He he has 19 wins in his career so far, 
And he holds the record. I don't know if this is a good record that you want to hold, but he holds the record for having the most wins without winning a championship in Formula One. Ooh, so maybe he's destined to win then. Yep, maybe. But I'll say I did pick up one Lewis Hamilton, and I can't remember if I talked about it last week or not, but it's a 2018 Topps Trumps uh, SGC9. So uh, it's all black border. I thought it looked pretty sharp. He's got the glass sunglasses on. So I think all in was less than 40 bucks. Uh, you stole that. So I think he even tried you know, to get uh, something graded by SGC and then the card itself. And I don't know the way Mercedes is pouring on, you know, he's might be set up there for eighth championship. So I'm thinking any pre 2020 top or the 2020 tops, you know, released F1. So anything pre 2020, I think is, you know, if you can get it for a decent price, it might be good long-term. So we'll see. Like I said, we talked about Lewis Hamilton a lot last week. So, uh, there's nobody except Max who who can catch him. So I don't see anybody coming out the next few years challenging him other than that. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm saying go go Max Verstappen. Go Max. <laughs> Definitely. I guess I need to get some Max Verstappen cards too. I guess they they're already kind of I'm gonna say hi, but you know they're they're up there too. So I'm used to those cheap prizes being a NASCAR guy. <laughs> yep. So, but moving over to memorabilia cards and press pass, to my knowledge, was the first to unveil some of these memorabilia cards. I know, uh, I think it was Upper Deck that released the first autograph card. I think that was maybe 1990 Upper Deck. And I can't remember if it was Reggie Jackson or if it was uh, Nolan Ryan. That was the first one. Jason, yeah. you remember? I don't remember which one. It's definitely one of the two, but I don't remember which one. I want to say it was Reggie because he was in all of the advertisements, but I don't know that for a fact. Logan, do you know? I do not know, but I would have to uh, agree with Dr. Jason. Yeah, I think I think he's right with the Reggie. But So that was 1990, but not until 1996. And so I was looking at the Beckett Racing Collectibles Price Guide Annual, number 32. And if you look under the 1996 Press Pass Burning Rubber Set, it says this seven-card set is the first to incorporate race-used equipment into trading cards. Press Pass took tires from winning cars in the 1995 season and had these cut into pieces. These pieces were attached to the cards and appear in this set. Each card is individually numbered to 500 and the backs contain a certificate of authenticity. The cards will uh, were inserted at a rate of one per 480 packs. So I can't remember how many packs were in a box, but I don't think there were 48. That there sounds like it's a case. That sounds yeah. like it's a 20 box case. Yeah. So there were seven cards in that set Kyle Petty, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte, Sterling Marlin, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually pulled a Mark Martin that year. Still got it. Yeah. So you actually were collecting back in 96. I was collecting, but I wasn't collecting NASCAR. 
So, and back then, when you hit a card like that, that was a major deal. Not like getting, uh, you know, a, a memorabilia card out of a pack now. Oh yeah, I mean, when I hit that thing, I was literally jumping up and down, and my wife's looking at me like I've, you know, I've gone nuts, <laughs> or something, because I, I, I was so excited to hit one. Um, it, like you said, it's, it's not like it is now. And to kind of go further with this, um, Press Pass was the very first ones to put any kind of memorabilia on any kind of trading cards whatsoever. So we can credit Press Pass for starting the memorabilia card craze that we all enjoy today. But Press Pass, you know, not only did they do that, but, you know, I think they were very creative and I know on this level, they didn't have really an equal, but they were still aggressive and um, they produced memorabilia cards for all kinds of different stuff, right? I'm, I don't know for sure. What do you mean? All kinds of different stuff. Like different so, sports? I was going to have Logan put his list of different stuff. Oh, oh, gotcha. oh, oh, that's what you mean by different stuff. Different swatches. Okay. Yeah, different different types of memorabilia. Okay, yeah, check this out. This is what they've used over the years for different types of memorabilia that they put on cards. Of course, they started with tires, fire suits, sheet metal, shoes, gloves, hats, window nets, pit signs, shirts, car covers, seat belts, flags, windshields, windshield tear-offs, socks, lug nuts, and driver's seat. So we have had just about you could about put together a whole car with what <laughs> with what they with what they put out over the years. I'm trying to think of something they didn't do. <laughs> then I yeah, don't think too. as much. <laughs> you know, they incorporate so much. I know the windshield that was in the 2014 total memorabilia. And that is a majorly thick card. I thought that was really cool with the windshield. And I know I've gotten uh, car covers and uh, what was the other one? Oh, piece of Daytona tire. I think it was, uh, they had a big swatch of it in um, I think chase for the cup or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I like, you know, I think the most unique thing that they've done is the windshield by far. I mean, cause think about cutting glass, how much fun that was and how many <laughs> samples that they made that actually broke before they got everything cut. Well, that might be the case. Cause those aren't, I don't think they're serial numbered that high with those, but uh, it, like I said, it was made, it's really thick. Uh, I was saying before we, we were, come on that i'd like to get one of those and like take that apart and reverse engineer it to to look at that outside of the of the trading card you know yeah i was looking at the print runs on those and uh they had six different drivers and for each of those six different drivers they had a blue what they called a blue i guess card which was numbered to 175 and then they had the the other card it was called melting which i think was like a dark part of the windshield or something. I'm not really sure. I don't remember hundred percent, but those were only 25. So there was only 200 times six drivers. So there's only, you know, when you think about it, there's only 1200 of those floating around in the world right now. Which now wouldn't be a crazy numbering, but back then that's super short printed compared to some of the other inserts and stuff that was in packs. Yep. 
sure is. So I'll, I'll like those. And if you see them, I mean, and you think they're cool, I'd pick some up. I may try to go for that whole set. I, I've got one, Carl Edwards. So I think I had um, maybe Jimmy Johnson and Casey Kane. I think those are the two. And I've got a few. I think I've got number to 25 of each of them. Uh, to your point, they've got a little piece of black on them, like maybe it was around the rim or around the edge of the glass, you know, uh, yeah. as opposed to the the clear part, because uh, it shows like a tab or something. But and then also in 2014, that's why I was buying them was the dirt tire from the race from Eldora, and that's got that. Yeah, I know they they've done tires before, but they actually had the square tread from those dirt tires, which were really cool. Yeah. You, you picked up some of those in, uh, at the national this past year. Yeah, I did. I, um, I didn't get any of the, of the knob square, but I did get sidewall. It's always cool to get those Goodyear, uh, parts of that logo on, on the sidewall. But yeah, I did pick up a few of those because I think Ty Dillon's in it. I think Larson's in it as well. So let's go around the horn. What what is your favorite type of racing card relic? My favorite relic. Not like a set, but just like your favorite item. The one thing I love, I don't know why, but it's the slice of lug nut. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it, it's just that, you know, it's it's cut, you know, I'm sure it's cut really thin. And I've got like a Tony Stewart where it's part of lug nut and then it's autographed as well. But that lug nut, I don't know. There's just, you know, if you have a really piece, fancy piece of fire suit or whatever, that's cool, whatever. But I don't know. It's that lug nut. And so, but I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder. So, but. Well, I, I like the lug nuts too. And I think it's cool how they, they put some kind of like acrylic or some kind of epoxy over them and, you know, seal over them. Uh, I guess that's to kind of keep them from rusting or whatever, but. Uh, or keep, keep people from getting cut maybe, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, um, you know, with the, uh, uniforms, the drivers, the driver uniforms. See, my pick is going to be the tires, but I like the thicker swatches, not the thinner, like the press pass seemed like they were the thinner ones where Panini kind of has the thicker chunks. And I never liked the tire pieces that were almost like the dust where the almost like oh, they were burning burning rubber sets or whatever they were called yeah they they actually um i guess pulverized or whatever it was and they actually printed on the card there were some of those but unfortunately the swatches are almost always pure black i mean there's no color or anything to them besides that which is unfortunate but i always thought i just like the texture of it so you might like, um, it was the late 90s, the Daytona tires, and it was a big piece of the tire where you could, um, you know, it was almost the width of the card. It was only, you know, maybe half inch high or whatever, but it was a long, long piece. And there was also another one that was autographed as well, but. Yeah, I like the, that's why I like the sidewalls, you know, like the breaks that color up as opposed to just. A piece of black rubber on the card but sidewall or something else or even when you get the little nubs from the sidewall 
I don't know if you guys have ever had that where it's it protrudes out. And so when you open it out of the pack, oh, yeah, it might be bent yeah. a little bit or just like goes bring <laughs> and pops up. And, you know, and I don't know if you've ever had those or gotten any of those autographed. But every time I give them to a driver to autograph, they have to touch it. They, you know, if it's a piece of their glove or their piece of their tire, you know, they're they're checking that out. Of course, I do it as well when I get when I've done some box breaks or pack breaks and I get it of like, you know, kind of checking it out, getting that, that. So that's always cool for me. Yeah. I like the driver suits because, you know, you, you there's so many different colorful patches uh, that, that you can get. I remember pulling a Dale Earnhardt senior patch. Gosh, it's been, it was long before 2001 uh, at, at our LCS and, I, I pulled it in the store and again, I was, it was one of those deals where you just didn't get those very often. And, uh, I, it had a really cool part of the patch of, uh, trying, trying to remember. It was like, like maybe the ethanol fuel or something, but it was part of it. It had, a, it was a really nice colorful patch. I still have that, but I'm in the hobby store. And again, you know, you get those looks like when you, you pull something like that and you're jumping up and down and screaming and you're happy and especially it was Dale Hart Sr. So, yeah, I'm real partial to the driver suits. Well, you're, you're saying that it made me think of, I can't remember who originally thought of the autograph for Upper Deck, but the article I had read mentioned that I think he was watching Willy Wonka in the Truck Factory with his son, and, you know, he kind of had come up with that idea, something like that, so that, when you open that pack and you got that, it was that, you know, massive, you know, rush that like winning the, the golden ticket to go to the factory. It was, you know, and that's exactly kind of like you're describing back then, you know, of course, pulling a Earnhardt senior, if people haven't realized that, that his stuff is super limited and is kind of escalated in price. And we did see an auction. I don't know if we talk about it here or not. That three, that three of three, that went for uh, over eight hundred dollars uh, the other day, for I think it was a three three swatch. So, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt Senior stuff uh, is in high is in high demand and short supply. So, but going back to the thing, you know, it was you know a big deal to pull something like that. When we talked about maybe one per case and. To get that and um could you imagine the uproar now of a one per case hit i mean like the, that's <laughs> that's it not the ones where there's like three things per box and then a case hit like that's it like that one, was the one right yeah, yeah you went through all those packs and you got the one not the you know like finding a, a color blast or something and you get something out of every box it was yeah nothing but uh other one yeah there were there were people who, i guess lose their mind yeah, I, I guess the, if you look at it, the the memorabilia, memorabilia cards and the autograph cards back in the day are kind of like our color blast now. Yeah, but yeah, that, and that's part of the problem, I guess. You know, they've added more and more, and you get all the saturation of uh, all the all the memorabilia. But uh, I don't say it loses luster, but you know, so again. I think NASCAR leads itself to that because to your point, Logan, I think when you see a, whenever I see a really cool three color piece or whatever it is, I think at the show, I picked up a really cool, uh, Justin Allgaier, you know, it's got, 
it was red and I think it had the blue threading through, you know, where, where the seam or whatever, it just looked really cool. And it was really big. It was like, you know, you just can't pass that kind of stuff up. No, you really can't. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you remember, uh, when press pass was doing the showcases, showcase sets back in, you know, the early two thousands, I mean, two, 2010s. And, you know, they had those big patch pieces on some of those things. Those things were beautiful. Like I said, I think they do a good job. And when you see something like that, when, you know, when you get a big old big swatch and it's all one color, it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I always enjoy when you get the multicolor and the big patch. Um, and, of course, you know, Panini now with the total patches, like in the prime where you got like the whole monster energy patch or, you know, getting the FedEx pack patch for Danny Hamlin, you know, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Those, in fact, you know, talking about Panini and, and their memorabilia cards, I think the prime really has some of the best, uh, you know, the best fire suit patches out there. Uh, well, of course they're the only ones doing it, but, but as far as the different brands, I, I like I like the prime probably just about as good as any of the other issues. Now would that would that be equal to the logo man in basketball, right? Because that is a monster patch when to to my knowledge, right? If you get a basketball patch and you get a logo it, man. It definitely is, in my opinion, you know focusing more on other sports than the NASCAR. NASCAR doesn't have that logo like all the other sports do where NBA logo, man, everybody has that on their Jersey or on their, I don't know if they have it on their shorts as well. Same with the MLB logo for baseball. Everybody has it on the back of their waist. So it is to me, it's similar, but it's not quite the same because not everybody has the same logo. So would it be equivalent then to the monster energy patch when monster energy sponsored the league? Because everybody had a Monster Energy patch. I would say that's probably as close as you'd get, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And what about the NASCAR logo itself? That's what I was just thinking, too, but I can't remember if that's on the fire suit or not. Yeah, I honestly, if you were to, if it was for a million dollars right now, I couldn't tell you <laughs> one way or the other. I feel like now, if it could have been done, it would have already, Panini would have already jumped on that. Now, I do... No, and this is different for every driver, but they do on their fire suit, they, they have a belt and on that belt is like their name, you know, like, you know, the Jimmy Johnson or, or whatever. And so I've seen that in national treasures where they've taken that and put that in like a booklet. Yeah. Doing the first and last names. Yeah. You, you know, what other thing would be really cool. And I don't know if you, it probably is too big. But the name over the door uh, from the car. Yeah, as yeah that'd, be, metal. that'd be way too big. But, you know, they could cut it up and make it into like, you know, one of eight or one of ten or whatever. And, you know, there, there are people that try to collect all those puzzle pieces and put that put that together. Yeah, I've seen some of the folks uh, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and they show the puzzle, how far they've gotten and you know, looking for help to find some of the other puzzle pieces, which that's amazing. It is amazing. If you can ever complete one of those, that that's, 
that's a feat unto itself. Now Logan had his list of what every of everything that Press Pass had done, but are there any types of swatches that you guys would like to see that are legitimately possible? Like, is there any sort of item that is racing exclusive that hasn't been done or maybe hasn't been done enough? Now, I know you said the windshield pieces, but kind of going to what Val said, how difficult is that? So is there something that's legitimately possible? Well, I mean, okay, they did lug nuts, so they were able to slice off right. you know, very thin slices of lug nuts. So why couldn't they do that from the side view of like a uh, of a steering wheel? Yeah. Huh. Maybe maybe have a have a ratio steering wheel. I mean, I'm sure those steering wheels, you know, they're not that expensive. I'm sure the teams wouldn't mind giving that up. But that would be cool if they could have a side slice of the steering wheel. You know, it's kind of like in football. Remember the they used to have the um, um, face mask cards. Yeah, yeah. Where they cut them up like that. It would be kind of the same kind of thing. And I think that would fit on a card. I think what so. What would that be? Like a quarter maybe? Yeah, probably quarter. Maybe in between a quarter and a 50 cent piece maybe. Because I know what you're talking about for the face mask cards, and those are, you know, smaller than a dime, probably half the size. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there would be there would be plenty of room. So I don't know if you could pull this off. How about how about this one? A Mar Martinsville clock. <laughs> oh wow! Imagine trying to give get one of those from a driver. Oh boy. Yeah, take how many how many pieces could you put on a card there? <laughs> Lug gears and. Well, you know, in that in that same thought process, how about a, a, a race trophy? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, a cut up trophy. Hmm. You know, Carl Edwards never kept any of his trophies; he gave them all away. You know, he could have given some of the press passes that here, cut these suckers up, and put them on cards. Now, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that's. I don't think we have a, a winning trophy or. You know the one from Charlotte Motor Speedway or whatever the which is the like that piston or whatever it is and so yeah maybe that that's something um, I know well uh, Kyle Busch when he won when he broke the guitar up so he can give it to, a piece to each of his pit guys or whatever oh yeah when he yeah when he won uh, yeah I remember when he busted up that uh, <laughs> that guitar. <laughs> oh God! People were freaking out over that too. And I know Sam Bass, the artist. He was—I uh, don't know if he was happy about that or not. I don't. He probably—if it was me and I put all that effort into it—I don't know that I'd be that happy about somebody destroying it either. But hey, it was his. He wanted. He could do with it what he wants, and more power to him. You know. I guess. I don't know. You know, rock legends and breaking guitars and all the other stuff and and then winning the guitar. And I don't know if they talked about that beforehand, but it kind of seemed, I guess maybe that's why it lends itself into destroying it and giving the piece to the, each of the crew. So, but the other one I was thinking of is because lug nuts now are kind of no more the one, the standard five that we're used to. So the new lug nut is going to be much bigger, I believe than, you know, the old one. So, I don't know if we're going to have lug nut cards anymore or what. We can have pieces of a lug nut, I guess. 
So I guess those, uh, you know, I'm going to miss that sound in the pits with hitting that air wrench with the multiple lugs, you know? Yeah. It's going to be way different. Um, you can see that sound. It'll just be like, (laughs) (laughs) and then a few seconds later, another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be missing multiple. (laughs) We sure will. But, but I mean, that's been around since NASCAR has been around. So day one, literally, um, I, I, you know, Jason talking about, you know, things to, to put on memorabilia cards, you know, I can't really think of much else. Um, you know, but when you think about Panini hasn't, hasn't delved into all the, the, I won't say crazier stuff, but all the, the alternate you know, types of memorabilia, you know, Panini hasn't done windows. They haven't done mm-hmm. window nets. They, uh, but you know, something that Panini doesn't do that press pass did is on the card press pass would say, you know, underneath the little swatch that you had, it was a fire suit or it was a hat or a sock or a glove or whatever, but Panini doesn't do that. So you kind of have to guess what it is. I mean, of course you can guess the tires. You can usually guess right. the fire suits and things like that but you know once you get past that you know like i said they don't do lug nuts they don't do uh, you know any of the like i said the the less popular things that you would put on memorabilia cards but you know i'd like to i I would like to see panini actually say okay fire suit or tire or shoes or gloves or whatever it is that they're using because like I said, you just have to leave it to your imagination. But most of the time it's usually tires or, or driver suits, it seems like. Is it it is interesting that they don't do that because what is it hurting? Like what's it hurting for them to put it on there? I guess I don't know if I said that correctly, but you know what I'm trying to say, like because it's not on the card, there's no advantage or disadvantage to them. It's more of a disadvantage to collectors, like you said. Well, the only thing I can think of, the, the reason they don't do that, is they can have a one-size-fits-all card. They can they can have a card ready, and they can insert a piece of sheet metal, a piece of tire, a piece of driver's suit in whatever. there. Whatever, yeah. And put whatever in there, and then on the back, it's going to say, you know, this is guaranteed by Panini. And that way, you know, it, it maybe is, you know, lowers their cost a little bit i I don't know i can't speak to that for sure which is really where we're at because if you think of the early 2000s and dawn wrestling playoff um and i think press pass as well they used to put you know what it was a picture of it before they cut it up you know they used to say what game or event it was from to give the date sometimes give the scores of the game like Compared to what it was in the early 2000s, it is very simplistic. And I understand, like you said, it's cost-cutting. It's that template. Let's you know move these out, out the door. But um, I think the more information, the better. But again, I understand. It's just not as interesting. Yeah, I, I, just, wish, I just wish they would say what it was. If they could do that, I'd be really happy with that. I mean, but I am glad that you know, we're collecting NASCAR and they're, they, they, they are using race used memorabilia. 
uh, unlike you know some of the sports where a lot of it is just player worn or whatever. So it's not you may not have necessarily been in a game. So we're fortunate in that respect. Yeah, because there's a lot of that player worn. It's player worn in the conference room, you know, type <laughs> type stuff. And there's that infamous picture of the one guy with 20 jerseys on <laughs> a few years ago. So yeah, NASCAR very lucky. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like those flags that are flown over the Capitol building or the White House. Where they they got they got a guy up there and he attaches it, sends it up the flagpole, sends it right back down, does another one, keeps doing it like real quick, you know. But it was flown over the uh, flown over the White House. Yeah, there's so much uh, available for folks and companies when it comes to NASCAR. Like Jason, we've talked about Racing Warehouse before, yep. where um, you know it's available to the general public. Uh, they, you know, are able to go to the race shops or have some kind of relationship with them to get, uh, you know, fire suits or crew chief, uh, crew chief, crew shirts, sheet metal. Uh, when they have the fan days and stuff like that, there's, you know, no shortage of sheet metal. Actually, uh, I think some have actually put them up on their websites as well. I think Joe Gibbs and some of them. So. There's plenty of memorabilia, you know, if you're a NASCAR collector and hoods and everything else. So I think actually, now that you think about it, I don't know why, just, uh, the racing warehouse, you could buy um, windshields from them too and gas cans. That's, I think, one thing we're missing, Logan, oh, yeah, is gas, gas cans. cans. But I think, you know, uh, trying to cut that down and uh, make sure that it has no gas fumes in there. So, <laughs> yeah, there is that, that high octane fuel. Yeah, you, you, I can see people now going around smelling packs to try to find out which one's got the the the, the race used gas can in it. Yeah. Um. One thing I wanted to talk about was uh, in 1996 as well is the Press Pass M Force. Uh, I thought those were pretty cool as well. They're actually like um like a clear card with a player image and then a pretty decent chunk. Of sheet metal, I guess it's what about two inches wide and maybe half inch high or whatever. Uh, one thing I did see is that you know some of them are starting to rust uh, with that sheet metal inside of it. So <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine that. Imagine what they'll be like a hundred years from now. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but you know some of them. I was looking at some of the closing prices for them. A Dale Earnhardt closed. Uh, October 21st for 112 and a Jeff Gordon uh, also on the 21st for 133. And uh, there's a few other ones, you know, in the fifties and sixties. So with uh, Bobby Labonte and Bill Elliott. So, but that's one of the ones that caught my eye, you know, over the years, I've not tried to complete that set, but those, and those are numbered out of 200. So, yeah, again, those are those are limited. I mean, think about it. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things today, that's that's really not not a lot. So th there's a lot of good buys out there if you're a NASCAR trading card collector. Still, I mean, it's it's a wide open market. It's you know, it's 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 a good it's a to be a NASCAR collector is a good thing. I think there's there's so much opportunity. To, I mean, so we have a few sets that come out a year, you know, three or four, 
and we have lulls between those and that gives you time to you know collect and hopefully you know you're listening to nascar radio for uh you know some ideas for some of these different things but you know you can work on one of these insert sets uh if it's not popular right you know now or whatever you know it's more about the collecting and if there's a driver you like or if there's a set the 96 you know with these first sets uh for memorabilia they're probably right in the wheelhouse or uh, the windshield set or the the window net set or i think there was um actually and i don't think i don't know if you did or not but there was a piston i did not have that on my list i predicted that a piston wow yeah, I, I, I i vaguely remember that now that you say that because it, it just came to me is um it's like road to the cup or one of those in the late 90s yeah because i remember seeing the rusty wallace piston piston yeah. ring yes, but anyway he, so he was their guy uh yeah so i mean you know you can if you're not a set collector i mean you can either if one of these are your drivers or if you want one of these little sets to collect. So I think there's a lot of opportunity and don't be afraid to go off and do something that you want to do or like, that's cool. So there's a lot of cool different memorabilia sets. So, yeah. And you know, something else that's it's memorabilia related from back in 1998 from pinnacle, even though it's not a card, but in 1998, Pinnacle created the, you know, they had all those coins back then. And one of the things they did was they had the, they called, they were called the Mint Jeff Gordon Championship Coins. And there were two coins. And what they had done is they had his uh, hood from his Talladega car in 1997. And they melted it down and made coins out of those out of that out of that sheet metal that they melted down and you can still pick those up for a really good price right now i think that's really really cool i knew they had the mint and i knew there was like a silver version and a different version but i didn't realize they did that with jeff gordon's hood yeah they took his 1997 talladega hood melted it down and made coins so that's pretty cool is that is really cool i have both of those coins and I think those are some of the coolest things out there as far as, you know, race use memorabilia, taking it and talk about repurposing it. That's, that's, that's a heck of a way to repurpose. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different things that have been produced. And again, uh, we're fortunate that we're not getting inundated with different products every month, every week. So it allows you to uh, some time to breathe and, you know, collect other things as well. So. Yeah, and um, you know, I just want to really want to mention a couple of sets that I like that are memorabilia sets. You know, like you know, of course, I like the Panini. We talked about it a while ago the 2019 Panini Prime Jumbo Patches. You know, those are really really nice. They have you know like the car manufacturer logo on them, and they have the associate sponsors and the primary sponsors and all those things. And uh, I like those patches. And then there, there's another kind of odd one from 2002 from press pass vip it's the coca-cola racing tires that they they used and it was a 10 card set and they were limited to 900 per card but it's a really cool looking set i mean i can see where that 
set would be a crossover for Coca-Cola collectors because it's got the Coca-Cola logo and all that on there, uh, along with the, the piece of the race shoes tire. And I have a set of those, and that's one of my favorite uh, memorabilia sets. It's it's a pretty cool set. And and then, of course, you know, you're talking about Val, the, the lug nuts. You know, 2000 was the first year they did those. And those were in Optima in 2000. And uh, they those were also limited. They had 20 different drivers, but there was only 100 per driver. So, again, that's, you know, 2000. So, there wasn't a whole lot. I'm writing that down there. Yeah, the 2000 Optima lug nuts. There's 20. That'd be a cool. See, that's 20 cards. And I guarantee you can find people like Dave Blaney and all those, uh, you know, really inexpensively. And of course, you're going to pay for Earnhardt and some of the others, but um, you could get the majority of that set just by, uh, you know, checking it out on eBay and finding them on eBay. I think you could get half the set in probably no time at all. I'll let you know. Uh, you're, you're on it now, huh? I think so. I think that might, like I said, you, you had me at lug nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the first, see, and that's one of the things I like too about collecting. I like collecting like the first of something. So, you know, that'd be the first year of the lug nuts in 2000. So that would be a cool one to, to get. And of course, those cards are heavy. I can remember uh, buying packs at our local hobby store when they were selling packs. I just grabbed a handful of packs. And as I put them down, it's like, wait a minute, this one's like really heavy. So I, that's the only one I think I ever like pulled. I think it was like a Matt Kenseth uh, lug nut, I think is what that was, if I remember correctly. But yeah, those, those were really heavy packs. Now, I'm going to go really old school on you. So I remember back in, I guess it was 1990, when ProSet had those like Vince Lombardi cards or whatever it is. It was like the hologram. And I, you would hear or read stories in like the SCD where people were bringing it to their dentist office so they could use the x-ray to see um, <laughs> if it would, if it would you know, if there was a card in there or run it through like the x-ray machine at the airport or something like that. Uh, to find out if if there was a, a hologram card in there, so but I digress. <laughs> oh, oh no, you're not digressing at all because uh, you made me think of this. Uh, <laughs> remember, remember in 1991 the uh, the pro set set that came out. Yeah. I think it was the first year they had the Winston Cup hologram in there, and I had heard rumors that that card was like on, on the top two packs, you know, top because in the box you had two stacks. So it was on the top, either on either one of those stacks. So when I was going to stores, you'd be surprised. And of course it's not like this now at all, but back then you could go into like Toys R Us or go into any of these stores and they would have boxes sitting there, you know, for sale not not you know not the box itself for sale but they were just sitting there but they weren't opened for display yet so i would open those up and buy packs you know just the top two packs out of every one of them right and i remember one day and this is this is that jumping up and down thing again i had bought it was at toy i I, remember, I i can still see it i bought them from toys r us i came home i was in my front yard of my house my wife was outside and she goes what did you get and i said well i bought some 1991 um pro set with the cup cards and she was just open them up so we opened them up and she was opening them up and i was opening up i opened up one and sure enough 
there was a hologram in there. And I'm in my front yard of my house. And I was, again, jumping up and down, screaming, carrying on. And my neighbor across the street is like just kind of watching. It was like a few days later, you know, he was outside and I was going to get my mail and stuff. He goes, I saw you jumping up and down in your yard. He goes, is everything okay? And I had to explain to him what had happened. And of course, he wasn't a collector. He didn't understand it. But, you know, being a collector, you know, that was a big deal. Yeah, getting those was massive back then. Yeah, Again, and it, it was a Willy true. Wonka moment. Yeah, it was true about the top two packs apparently because that's what I had bought. I had bought they had like four or five boxes that they hadn't put out on display. They were just kind of sitting back in the shelf, and I just opened them up and bought you know the the two packs on top of every one of those boxes. Wow. <laughs> so it's still got to be it's still got to be that way. So if you see any out there that are unopened, I, mean, I don't know it's not going to happen, but still. It's it's the I'm pretty sure for sure it's uh you know the top two packs for that anyway I digress. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, well, with the junk wax era, you never know. Uh, folks might run into that wax still. So, yep. But I was gonna say, um, moving over to uh, eBay auctions, I saw a pretty interesting auction. I guess it oh it ended a few days ago. It was a 1988 Max set with 95 signatures, and then the binder was also signed. It was the 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 Max logo uh, signed by Dale Earnhardt, and that went for a thousand and eighty dollars. There are a lot of autographs in there, and multiple Dale Earnhardts, and uh, and a few tougher autographs to get. So I think it was a you know it was a hundred card set for a thousand dollars. So it's you know, a little over $10 a card in the binder. So uh, that's probably a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think that's a great deal, whoever got that. And, you know, remember back in the day, Val, the um, the binders were almost as collectible as the cards were because yeah, people wanted the binders. And, you know, a lot of them you, you could only get from the manufacturers and they were limited and you couldn't get, you know, you couldn't, couldn't always get a binder. So if you had a binder, that was a that was a big deal. Yeah, I guess there was a phase where from the late 80s to the mid 90s, manufacturers produced a binder per year. And that was something to collect. I know the different Mac sets had those. I think uh, Press Pass, I think I have like a 94 uh, wheels high gear uh, factory binder. So, yeah, the, those were in demand and, you know, the masters of racing and stuff so some of them come in you know not high prices but you know 20 bucks or whatever for for some of those binders and i know like with the 88 max there was a the black logo and then the i think it was a red logo i think they changed it for 89 but yeah the the binders were collectible too i think uh, they, you know everybody's kind of gotten out of that i guess people aren't putting their cards and sheets anymore and stuff so yeah, think about the winter circle binders too. Oh yes, yeah. That Tops tried it. Thing. Tops tried it with uh, some baseball sets a few years ago. I want to say 14, 15, 16, maybe something like that. They did Heritage, Allen and Ginner, maybe regular Tops, like the flagship. But I know they did some, uh, you know, not custom because they're manufactured with tops but whatever you want to call them binders that went with the set 
Yeah. Uh, how were those accepted by the baseball collectors? Did, were people trying to get them? Uh, no, there was a lot of clearance. A lot of clearance uh, items there. Because I think I bought I bought an Allen & Ginner one off a of blowout when I ordered you know, a few hundred dollars worth of stuff one time, and I think I got it for 10 or 15 bucks, and I just bought it. I like the binders, and I thought, well, I'll I'll buy the binder, then I'll make the set. You know, I have no interest in Allen <laughs> Ginner, but I like the binders and stuff that well, or you know, that much that it's worth it to me to do it. Yeah, that, that, that could have been a racing thing because I, I I can remember, you know, it's like what you said, Val, about like the pioneers of racing and Winter Circle and all the all the other different cards that were made back then. You know, people had to have those binders and and they went for pretty good money back then just like of course like a lot of the stuff did back then but i think it was pretty much a racing thing well i know um like in 92 max you had like the complete set and sheets and the binder and it was all cellophane wrapped and that was you know the way you got it and actually had uh if i remember right like the binder would run go into like a book so you could you know it square it up and use it for your put on your shelf so yep pro, pro set did some too because i have um actually bought these from cruck cards i bought cases of binders for dinosaurs the tv show they did the desert storm pro set set where it's like the tanks and the helicopters i have binders for that and then also for the music cards the ProSet music cards i have binders for those as well i don't know that they did any of the football or hockey binders but they definitely did some non-sport me because you know i was thinking you know it's different to put a hundred card racing card set in sheets as opposed to a 800 card 792 right. tops baseball you know card in sheets so yeah, that would take multiple binders. Yeah, or you, I think when I had done it once or twice, you know, you had to put the cards back to back or whatever. So it's a job. <laughs> you, after you get through the first couple of pages, it's like, oh. And then if you screw up, it oh, just, yeah. you just want to dump the whole thing on the floor and walk away. Yeah. It's like, all right, been five minutes, all right, where did I go wrong with my, <laughs> my number? Yeah. Or uh, I was thinking of like the 86 tops where there's two of one number and, and another number is missing. And so you got to know about that ahead of time or it'll screw you up. Well, you know, uh, card sheets and floppy disks are kind of on the same list for me. I can't remember the last time I've done either one of those. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I've been putting the Dunruss optic sets in sheets. I guess the prism versions of those. So that's the only thing I've been. And then the tops baseball oot sets, those also go in binders. Otherwise than that, that's that's all that goes in the binders. And maybe some uh prism parallels like the uh camo or something like that. Well, I could see where putting like the prism type cards and sheets is not that big a deal because the chances of you messing up a corner on one of those is a lot less than on a regular cardboard manufactured type card when you put it in the sheet you know what i'm saying where you ding a corner or or flip flip a little piece of the cardboard up because you'll see that on on cards and binders you'll see them and people go oh, these things are meant and you start looking at them and there's like on some of the corners there's a little piece of 
cardboard turned up or missing or something when they you know threw it in the sheet they just didn't put it in there right well they're not all psa 10s logan i mean we can't all have <laughs> that sort of collection <laughs> you know it's it's funny when i was a kid my cousin was always the one who kept everything really nice shape and i was always tearing up toys and things and then now it's the opposite with the car with my cards you know my cousin he doesn't keep anything nice or do anything nice and i'm, I'm trying to keep everything as nice as i can it's really funny how the roles have been reversed well, for the through the mail uh, collectors, that 88 Max, I've said it before, is a great set. There's still a lot of uh, drivers still with us that sign through the mail. So, you know, working on a set like that, you might not be able to, you might have to get, you know, the, some of the guys on the secondary market, but, and you don't have to necessarily uh, go after them either. You could, you know, uh, go after the Hall of Famers, the Dale Jareds and Bill Elliott's and, such so mark yeah. martin yeah because you know when we go to the hall of fame um you know a, a lot of those hall of famers their first cards were 88 max so uh, you know i'm always carrying uh 88 max with me to have them sign their their rookie cards and plus you know, like i said they're just regular cardboards they don't have they don't have the uv coating or anything like that so you know they, they sign really well you know they've got the white borders that the autographs look good so it's just an all-around good set to get autographed. Yeah, I was thinking Daryl Waltrip when you're saying, hey, guys, you can send it to their shops and, you know, they'll sign. So. Except for Rusty Wallace. Rusty Wallace might be a little tougher, but. I, well, you know, I'm going to digress just again for just a minute. There was there was like a, a an episode of one of the, 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 the racing shows years ago, maybe like Inside Winston Cup or something like that. So that gives you an idea of how long ago it was. But they were showing – you know, Kenny Wallace was doing something. He went over to, to Rusty's shop and he was just talking to Rusty and he, he went into the room where he keeps all the stuff that needs to be signed. And they showed this room with Rusty Wallace's stuff in there. He has, he had just stacks and stacks of mail and die cast and all the things he needed to sign that when he gets them, he just throws them in there. He never ever was signing anything. <laughs> it just kind of went into a room Kind of like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, it just kind of went in there and was gone. <laughs> it was funny, though, because Kenny Wallace was really giving him the business about it. So it was funny. And I I don't know how I even missed this one, but it should have been the first one I mentioned. Is If you're going to get one 88 Max card autographed, it's got to be number 43. So you got to send it to the king. Absolutely. And you could send them in to his uh, museum. Uh, I think you can, I forget how many it is per year that you can get signed, uh, you know, something signed, but you can send them in and he goes in there literally every week and he's got a couple ladies that work in there and they lay out everything on these, these really long tables and he just goes through and signs everything. And then they pack it all back up and send it back. But he does it once a week. You'll get it back within a couple weeks. Easy. Because he's really good about that. He and he cares about the fans, you know. And there's a lot of drivers out there that should sure, you know, take a lesson from him. And you're getting the full autograph. You are getting the artwork. <laughs> you're not giving you're not getting an I give up. <laughs> Jason, did you send one in? I think I, I was actually trying to think of what I did send in. I know I have one or two, but I cannot think of what they are, but I definitely do. 
I think it's two per year. Uh, and the 88 max might be a little bit harder to, to find now, uh, with all the, some of the craziness. So it might cost you uh, 10 or 20 bucks, but it's definitely, uh, a good one to have. So I know I have like an index card cause I don't mind, you know, just playing index cards being signed, but can't think of what the card is. So, and, and Logan's right. If you send it to the museum, uh, he, he signs all the time and, uh, it doesn't go to the Raiders of the Lost Ark um, room. Right so. <laughs> well, you know, I think it was the last time, was it the last time or time before last? I think I was at the Hall of Fame and I went up to Richard Petty's museum in, in Randleman and I was in there walking around. And, you know, of course, the, the ladies there, that's another thing, too. If you go into the museum there and you buy something, you can say, you know, you can say, hey, can Richard autograph this? And they'll say, yeah, just leave it here. You'll have to pay the shipping to get it back to you. But if you leave it there, he'll also sign it and send it back to you. Yeah. And I was like, do you want a gift wrap? No. Yeah. He's like, Would you like it autographed or not autographed? And yeah. And, yep. and, and when I was there, they said, you you just missed Richard. He, he left about, you know, 15 minutes ago. It's like, oh, crap. Really? Dang. I would love to have seen him. Yeah, um, looking forward to the. I guess it was the Hall of Fame here. Another two week, uh, two months. Yeah, it won't be long. End of January. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and so, um, what's going on right now then with NASCAR? Oh well, yeah, right now with NASCAR, uh, the award ceremony is going on in Nashville as we speak. Uh, it started on Wednesday and ends ends Friday. Um, as as we're recording. Tonight, they're doing the burnouts on Broadway with the cars. So they're out there in the middle of Broadway in Nashville, you know, doing burnouts with their cars. So I think that's pretty cool. But the formal awards are going to be on Thursday. And I think that uh, NBCSN is going to record it and air it on December 4th at 6 o'clock Eastern. So it's not going to be a live ceremony like I think it's been or like it used to be in the past. But they are recording it, and they're gonna they're gonna show it on Saturday. So that's gonna be cool. So yeah, the awards awards are going on as we speak. I wish I could go. It's only three hours from my house, but uh, my work schedule, since it's in the middle of the week, just doesn't allow it. They need to have that stuff on the weekend. They do need to have that stuff on the weekend, man. They need to have it like on a Saturday night. You can go there, go there on a you know maybe take a Friday off, go up there and. And have a you have a big old time. I'm sure you could get a lot of autographs. Yeah, I didn't look this year to see, but usually they'll have you know things to be able to get autographed or have drivers there that'll sign autographs. So NASCAR does a great job with uh, the fans. Of course, I don't know with the COVID stuff, but I know pre-COVID they used to do that in Nashville. Yeah, I mean when you know, I'm, I'm digressing just a little bit, but when I went to Nashville, the Nashville. Uh, sports card show a few months ago i mean none of the signees that i remember were wearing any masks or anything i mean i know pete rose was shaking hands and reggie jackson was shaking hands and you know people were getting pictures with people without masks and everything so you know i guess the restrictions i guess it depends on who you are and and how strict they want to be but it certainly wasn't strict at that show so you want to talk about talk about some more ebay real quick yeah, I was going to say um, the one I saw, this closed November 22nd. I don't think we talked about it, 
Um, but it was a, it's a 1988 Dale Earnhardt Sr. promo card, but it's from the 94 Max Medallion. So it has the numbered at a 999 and it was a PSA 9 and it went for $1,006.96, had 29 bids. Wow. But uh, it was the uh, 1994 Max Medallion, and that those were uh, case hits, one per case. I believe it was a redemption. Oh, God, I remember that, too. Man, I was our, only one of our local hobby shops. Back then, we had, like, you know, double-digit hobby shops. But there was only one that had the Max Medallion. And I remember going in there buying four or five boxes, hoping – hoping to get that card and i never never was able to get it that way yeah that's credible for a nine i mean before i guess the craziness here in the last year or two i think uh you know that was like a 150 dollar card or 200 dollar card uh raw i guess you would say so and they they're all in pretty good shape but yeah um 29 bids and a thousand and six dollars that's pretty impressive. I never, well, I never thought I'd see a nine go for that, but things, things are crazy and times are different. Well, as we talked about it, right. It's a glamor card, right? It is a glamor card. As we talked about last week. Was there any other auctions you saw you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um, again, it seems to be that Natalie Decker right now is, uh, commanding high prices for things, uh, back on the, the 30th, which was, as we record yesterday, there was a 2021 Panini Prism Natalie Decker Gold Vinyl Auto 101 Redemption. They had a buy now price of $999.99 and somebody went click and bought it. So it wasn't a best offer. It was actual price. Yeah, it was buy it now. They bought it. Um, I also saw... Um, some other things out there, uh, like the Haley Deegan USA insert card. Um, that one went, this is again, 2021 prism. That one went for $76 with 21 bids. So that was pretty hefty, uh, for that card. Um, there was actually, and there was also a, a Jeff Gordon color blast, which I think this actually probably in the grand scheme of things, probably a good deal because uh, again it's a 2021 prism jeff gordon color blast uh it went for 226 dollars and 38 cents with 34 bids so like i said in the grand scheme of things i mean that's when you think about it, that's less than two boxes of or no yeah less than two boxes of of uh prism if you were to buy them you you get a you get a, a you know jeff gordon color blast card so, you know, I thought that was, I actually thought that was pretty good for that card. Yeah. Because those things are uh, tough, man. You just don't hardly see them on eBay. I said, if you want to build an iconic set, I think that Color Blast will be, uh, again, this is the second year of Color Blast. And uh, I, the way they're accepted in the market, I'm sure there'll be Color Blast sets, inserts, case hits for years to come. So, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if I missed it last week, but did you guys talk about the Dale Jr.? color blast 
we mentioned it the week before that it was active and then it went for didn't it go for over a thousand some crazy number yeah it was over a thousand dollars for that and i think we talked about a few of the other color blasts because uh there was that one and then there was a buy it now i think it was the same day where somebody must have seen that one and then they low they had it for a little cheaper price but you know like two of them sold for the thousand dollars a piece there that same day so yeah it went for 1175 wow so the Which, jeff gordon one i mean jeff gordon's got four championships junior's got zip yeah that's what really surprised me because one sold by it now well best offer there was a $500 one and then a best offer where it's a thousand, but that's not the price. And then this one, 31 bids went for 1175. So pretty crazy. Well, I think Junior's got that fan base. He's got yep. this TV show and all the other, other things that he's uh, in definitely in the media a lot more than Jeff Gordon. I mean, he does his uh, announcement announcing, but he does it half the year. So, but I think the color blasts are going to be um, that, like we talked about. That's that'd be a really cool insert set to collect and get graded. Yeah, I keep hoping I hit one out of a box. <laughs> I know that's that's wishful thinking, but I still keep thinking it's going to happen. Well, I don't know. With the, some of that luck you've gotten with the hologram card and the other things that we've talked about today, uh, you got some pretty good luck, or you, you open a bunch. Well. I've had a lot of, we'll, we'll talk about this some other time, but I've had a lot of last pack mojo over the years. So we'll have to talk about that some other time. Cause there's, I've got so many things I can tell you about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into it right now. <laughs> oh, and, and there's, and there's another thing on eBay that I want to talk about. And it's more of a listing thing. And to me, it's kind of misleading. There's a listing on there right now that says two factory seal packs of 1988 max look for true dale earnhardt rookie card it shows two two of the cello packs of 88 max and then it shows a couple of uh the 1988 number 99 promo cards with that is you know like you're going to get that card out of those packs that is not true so to me that is misleading so for those of you who may not know, that promo card does not come out of those those 88 Max Cello packs. So, you know, that is a very misleading auction, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, that card was pulled from circulation before the pack out. So there's no way. Um, and if you, if you did find one, it was going to be in a Myrtle Beach pack and not a Charlotte pack. Uh, and then again, it, it there's you have a better chance of winning the lottery and getting hit by lightning, I think, than finding <laughs> than finding uh, uh, an Earnhardt promo out of a pack. So uh, yeah, I think that's totally misleading. So yeah, so watch out for that. It just you're not going to get that card out of those packs. That you, you're going to get the number eighty-seven, which shows Winston Cup champion with his car and everything but you're not going to get that number 99 promo card. Right. And if you've listened to the show, you know, that's a short print. That number 87 card is a short print. You know, you can get a Richard Petty or whatever, but you won't get that Earnhardt promo. Yeah. And one more thing that I saw 
social media wise was uh, CSG had their graded card of the day. And it was a 2021 Donruss Optic Signatures of Haley Deegan. It was a 9.5. So, you know, even though it's not PSA or anything, you know, that's kind of cool that, you know, these other grading companies are, you know, recognizing NASCAR and made that, you know, their card of the day. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And the SMR cover. Yeah. The SMR cover, uh, I think we touched on it last week, is Lewis Hamilton. And there's a story about Lewis Hamilton in there. You know, it's got his talks about a little bit about his history, talks about the history of his cards. You know, it, it talks about the ones before tops. Um, so it's it's a good little read. and It gives you a, a lot of knowledge. Actually, Kevin Glue wrote that article and uh, it gives you some good knowledge. If you did, if you didn't know much before, you'll know a lot more once you read that article. And who do we want to give a shout out to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We want to give a shout out to Joe, aka aka I didn't buy these on uh, Instagram. He's a follower of the show, and we appreciate his support. He was uh, going on a plane the other day, and he downloaded some of our episodes so he could listen to it on the plane. So I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you for uh, listening to the show, and thank everybody else uh, for listening to the show as well. This is why we do it for uh, for the listeners. Hopefully, share some knowledge and uh, give you an advantage when you're at the show looking for cards or on uh, your w- particular website of choice. Yeah, and there's one other thing that we need to say. And and, and um, Jason, we haven't we haven't mentioned his name. What's his name that we haven't mentioned so far on this show? <laughs> Come on. You're going to make me do it. It's Ty freaking Gibbs. There we go. Ty freaking Gibbs. <laughs> so we covered, I uh, got a Haley Deegan and uh, Ty freaking Gibbs on the show. So <laughs> we love you, Ty freaking Gibbs. Actually, now it's time to be looking at some of his stuff. So if you can find it, uh, there's definitely bargains to be found right now. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Daytona is coming. So now's the time to be, you know, if you're looking at buying some NASCAR cards and you can pick and choose looking for the bargain. So, yeah, now's, now's the time. I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I don't think it's as pronounced as it used to be with prices going lower during the off seasons of all the different sports, but still, I think you can buy some, uh, find some good buys you know, during the off season of NASCAR for sure. Oh, and uh, hopefully everybody took advantage of some of the Black Friday deals. I tweeted out about the um, the 2016 certified uh, that Steel City had lowered down to, I think it was about right at $60 a box. Yeah, um, I saw that. And because of your tweet, I bought four boxes. <laughs> What's that? Peer pressure. Oh, again, that the 2016 is is uh, I think good stuff. So, I, with all the craziness and and some of the prices for all the stuff, uh, it just I guess it was four hits per box. So, and it's got those freshman fire suits and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good set. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, 
uh, for a short show, we're at over an hour again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over an hour. Well, I definitely appreciate everybody listening to the show. Like I said, hopefully uh, we're adding some value in. Uh, you had a, a good time and uh, listened to the show as well as learning a few things uh, about memorabilia cards and some of the different types of stuff. So I don't know, if, gentlemen, if you have anything else you want to say. I think I'm good. No, nope, same here. Well, again, thanks to our sponsors, Panini America, Greenway Press, and Duncan's Toy Chest. Thanks for listening. Please uh, share and like the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And for me and the guys, we will catch you next week.